Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The bats. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. And welcome to the Fantasy Flex Night Shift Podcast, where every day me, Chris Raybon, and Sean Kerner break down the primetime DFS slates. This week, we only got the Sunday night football slate. No Monday night. Sean, what's going on? Happy New Year. How you doing? Happy New Year. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? It's been a rough, rough couple of days, man. A bit under the weather, uh, you know. Yeah, we missed it. You broke your uh, podcast streak, right? I know. Yeah, I think it was like the first one I missed in five years. Five years. Uh, Nick did an excellent job filling in for you, but glad it was only a one day absence for you. So you're you're just fighting through this. Yeah, man. You know, it's 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 it was tough, but uh, got to got to stay on the field. So exact goal. Glad you're back. Exactly. Uh, All right. So we're going to jump into the. Sunday night football slate this week because we got the Lions, we got the Packers, and it could be an interesting situation where mm-hmm. if the Seahawks win, wait, no, it, wait, let me get it's this the Seahawks, if, the Seahawks win, then the Lions are out, right? Yep, they're eliminated. Um, and if the Seahawks lose, the Lions are in if they win, right? I'm pretty sure that's the scenario. Yeah, if the Seahawks lose then it's a winner in for either. Yes. Team. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh. So, but I think Detroit is going to go hard no matter what. I mean, yeah. if they have to play spoiler, uh, I think they'd want to do that. So uh, the line is four and a half. The total is 49. The Packers are the favorites at home. Who do you like to have a free performance in the captain spot? Um, I like DeAndre Swift to have a freak performance, or at least um, under-rostered freak performance, I should say. But, you know, he's been a disappointment this year, obviously, considering he was a, what, late first-round pick, second round? I kind of forget, but I know he was way up there. Um, But he's came on of late, and, you know, he had a massive game last week against the Bears, rushed for 78 yards and a touchdown, um, caught four passes for 39 yards and a touchdown through the air as well, so... Um, this is a great matchup against the Packers. You know, they rank 31st in DVOA against the run, um, which is also why I like Jamal Williams here. Plus, it's a revenge game for him. But it, this is also likely to be a trailing game trick. As you mentioned, you know, the Lions are plus four and a half on the road. Um, so that that benefits Swift, who's obviously going to lead 
um, and receiving usage. So, um, you know, Jamal Williams gets all the goal line work, but Swift is able to score long touchdowns on his own. So he has that just massive ceiling I look for in the captain slot. And I think he's pretty much game script proof. It can go either way here. And I think Swift should have a big game, even though his usage has been fairly low. But um, like I said, I don't think he's going to be rostered too much in the captain slot. Um, and just considering how high of a ceiling he does have, I think this is the perfect spot to use him. Yeah, he's a high ceiling, high floor guy. Yep. He's still kind of splitting that that backfield with Jamal, even with, uh, you know, Jackson was out last game, but Reynolds came back. Yep. So they're still kind of using three. But, yeah, I like Swift. He's been playing well. Uh, I'm going to go with Christian Watson here. Uh, just love the matchup. Man coverage team like Detroit plays the third most man in the league. And Watson's third in the entire league in yards per route against man coverage at 3.64. Uh, you know, even with him projected for about 75% of the routes this week, he's still my wide receiver 19. <laughs> so uh, that just kind of shows you the upside that he has. So if he goes back to being, you know, a 90% plus snap guy, great. But I think even if he's, you know, going more 75, 25 with, uh, with Romeo Dobbs or whoever he's splitting snaps with, mm-hmm. I think he still has massive upside. This is the kind of defense uh, that you always want to target Watson against. They just, Detroit loves to blitz. They don't really stop doing it no matter who they're playing. So uh, really like Watson uh, in this spot. Yeah, I was I was going to go with him. Um, he is certainly the most logical play here. And, you know, last week I was surprised. Um, he ran around on 59% mm-hmm. of Rogers dropbacks. I thought he was going to be a little bit more limited. And while he only finished, with one catch for 11 yards. I mean, he was targeted downfield. I think he he nearly caught a touchdown, but he just missed a massive game um, in limited playing time. So I, I think that his hip will only be better this week, I would imagine. So I do think he will be running around, around 90% of the time. It's a must-win game. Um, so just he has a massive ceiling, and maybe he's overlooked because of the bad game last week. So, uh, yeah, I think for the captain slot, he's certainly the optimal play. All right, who do you like for dart throws? Do you like dots, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. So on the on the Lions side, got to go with Jamison Williams. Um, you know, he's seen his routes run rate increase in all five games. It hasn't been much, but last week it was at least up to 30%. So have to figure that trend is going to continue. Maybe get up to 35%, 40% possibly this week. Um, and he's still just mainly a downfield threat. You know, unfortunately, he only has the one 41 yard touchdown catch on the season, which was honestly just blown coverage. He didn't have to do much on that, but you know, the playing time increase does increase the chances of him hauling in a deep pass. Um, So uh, he has that going for him. Plus they gave him a design rush attempt last week and he took it for 40 yards. So anytime he's touched the ball, it's been an explosive play. Um, And I think with both scenarios here, it would make sense to kind of get Jamison more playing time. If the Seahawks win, um, you know, the, the Lions will probably be looking ahead to next season. So why not unleash Jamison for the final uh, game? What, what do you have to lose? Um, if the Seahawks lose, you know, the Lions will be playing for a playoff berth. So why hold back Jamison in that situation as well? I know the other receivers have been playing well, but he's, you know, a first round talent. So I, I think either way we could see his um, role increase here. And honestly, just with, with these dart throws, we're just going for ceiling. Um, and he certainly has that. Um, on the Packers side, it's a little bit tougher. Um, I went with Romeo Dobbs because, you know, he's clearly the number four wide receiver right now. Everybody knows that. So I think his roster ship will be, um, you know, fairly low here. 
But in his, you know, three games since returning, he's averaged a 44% routes run rate. I think that's sort of inflated because Watson has missed uh, quite a bit of time. So I wouldn't be shocked if Dobbs's playing time went down here. But he has been targeted heavily when he is on the field. He's been targeted 30% of his routes run uh, the past three games. So that's a very high rate. So it just shows that when he's on the field, Rodgers does want to go his way. You know, they obviously have a ton of chemistry from earlier in the season. So um, I could see him catching a few balls, especially in the red zone. I think he is a threat for a potential touchdown here. So I think on a slate like this, uh, Dobbs makes a ton of sense as a dart throw. Yeah, Dobbs is definitely, you know, he, I think he has a wide range of outcomes in terms of yeah. routes run. Like it could be anywhere from like 20 to 50%. So I, I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, what I'm I'm curious, like, what are you seeing with Jamison Williams? Because would like honestly do better than this i, I know he yeah. has like two big plays but yeah. he doesn't seem to be getting targeted a ton and outside of one blown coverage you know he really hasn't been uh that productive which is interesting because that whole offense is is productive <laughs> otherwise so uh, have you been seeing anything do you think it's just kind of uh, like uh, a slow slow to acclimate or what have you been seeing with him yeah i mean to be fair he missed you know training camp preseason so he's sort of breaking in um later in the season so i i never really expected him to catch in five six balls a game but i think part of it just has to do with dj chark is playing extremely well i mean chark um aside from that one game where he caught one pass for 18 yards um he's been clearing 90 yards consistently um so i think that that's probably one of the reasons they haven't really forced the issue although it, it is surprising you know josh reynolds and cleef raymond um, haven't really been conceding that many snaps to him. Um, obviously, those are the two guys that he's eating at the playing time, but it, it's just not a good sign that he hasn't been able yeah. to leapfrog those two guys. But I haven't noticed anything. I mean, that's that's who he is. He's he's a right now he's a downfield threat, um, competing with DJ Chark, who is playing out his mind right now. So it's just an unfortunate situation. But next year, I, I do think he will be more of a you know wide receiver three option with you know insane upside on a weekly basis. But that. That comes with the territory. If you're a downfield threat, you're going to have a lot of games where you goose eggs. So that's just kind of par for the course. But um, it it has been concerning and disappointing that he hasn't been able to clear, say, like a 40% routes run rate. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of the odd thing is that not only is he, he really not being very productive when he's on the field, but he's not getting those snaps to kind of show, show what he can do. So I, I wonder if that injury maybe uh, is kind of – hampering him a bit more than than you know he's letting on or the team's letting on or something like that because you know for yeah. all they traded for him and just for his you know for what he did in in, in college and how good he was it's just kind of surprising well uh, just at, like the timing of the acl injury was yeah. awful too because that was the championship game so it's been what less than a year so the fact that he was able able to return in what was it week 12 yeah. um was a pretty remarkable recovery so i, I just never expected him to really hit full strength this season but um you know he he is healthy right now so it it is slightly concerning um to say the least that he hasn't been able to leapfrog some of these uh, fringe guys yeah and i'm actually going with uh khalif raymond for my hmm. dart throat y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously huh he just seems to stick around uh, week after week <laughs> but i like him for a few reasons number one i i do think uh you know jameson williams is the high probably the higher ceiling sexier option but that's going to lower a guy like raymond's uh roster ship rate and when you look at his 
usage, 34% of the routes the last three games. Uh, he has some incentives going outside shot, mm. uh, a hundred yards. He'd get uh, a bonus, uh, two catches <laughs> though. He'd get a bonus. So that's interesting in the prop market, but 1.9 yards per route against zone coverage. The Packers tend to play a lot of zones. That's second among lion wide receivers after Amon Ross St. Brown. So uh, I think Raymond's going to continue to have a role here and he also returns punts. So you could yep. stack them with the defense and get that, that double dip. Rogers been a little more turnover prone this year than, than in years past, especially against yeah. the Lions. I mean, I think he had like what three picks in that last game. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't mind Raymond at all on the, uh, on the Lions side. I think he's, he's real interesting because he's probably, probably the fifth guy people are going to look at uh, after, you know, Amon Ra Chark, uh, Jamison Williams and Josh Reynolds. So. Uh, love me some Raymond and on the Packers side. I mean, you could just go with any of these tight ends. Detroit's given up a, a league high 11 touchdown receptions to the tight end position, but I'll go with Tunyon since he's obviously uh, he's kind of turned into a dart throw this year. Uh, I know he had a big game last week, but it's been really inconsistent, but I think he can actually double up uh, on, on the productive games here because again, Detroit giving up a touchdown, you know, two out of every three games to the tight end position. So uh, I think we might see Tunyon find the end zone again, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a guy like Mercedes Lewis either, but mm -hmm. uh, I'll go with Tunyon. Yeah, no, uh, Cleef Raymond, uh, I, I like the call because he returns punts as well. He needs um, 52 punt return yards to get a uh, $150,000 bonus. So if the, uh, if the lines are eliminated, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, doesn't make many fair catches. <laughs> even if they're you know, not he probably yeah, yeah he's probably going for that money um he gets 15k for every punt return touchdown but that that yardage he's close enough where you know i think he's gonna get a little extra go this week um and justin jackson was out last week i, I wonder if he was returning kicks as well but um either way on these showdown sites i think it it is important to kind of take a guy that's also returning kicks uh we do have a fullback uh on the oh we team. do long pass to the fullback yeah we're, we're doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving make fullback straight again Binda, uh for the lions he does have four targets and a carry in seven games and he's averaging about three routes a game so uh still i would say on the low end uh, of fullbacks, but yeah. he is getting, he is seeing like a look most games. So, I mean, crazier things have happened. Uh, maybe only like uh, if you're doing uh, a Millie maker or something like that. Yeah. He's a, he's a low end option. Whatever happened to um, Aaron Ripkowski. Remember the, uh, the Packers <laughs> used to use their fullback pretty heavily. Is that, is that basically um, DeGuara, you know, Mercedes Lewis, or they kind of. Yeah. They don't, I mean, <laughs> it's the LaFleur, you know, LaFleur is. Yeah, that's true. The, the three wide, yeah. you know, they, they're not really using a ton of, they barely use you know, a, a lot of two tight end these days. You know, it, yeah. I mean, it's last couple of games. I think they've increased it, but uh, especially because they have those two running backs, if anything, sometimes they, they'll just use those two running backs on the field at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not, not as big with the, uh, with the weed <laughs> blockers, but I guess, I mean, who you don't really need a weed blocker for AJ Dillon. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He's his own weed blocker. Uh, what do we got for the luck rankings in this one? 
Um, so this one's pretty close, right? Um, it's uh, the Packers are 22nd and Lions are 21st. So that's that's as small of a differential as it, as it gets. Um, what do you think about my idea of the, the Rams are a luck ranked team this week? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the idea of taking them on the money line mm-hmm. um, and parlaying that with the Lions plus four and a half. What do you think about that? So essentially, so if if the Rams win, uh, so I, I think you know the the Lions are parked on plus four and a half because uh, there's a chance this game is meaningless for them. Now, understandably, uh, under Dan Campbell, I think they're going to give 100 percent max effort either way. But if if the uh, if the Rams do upset the Seahawks, I would not be shocked if this line drops to about three because that's where I have this. I have the Packers um, about minus three in my power rating. So. Um, if the Seahawks win, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Lions get bet up to five and a half. So just, this is a week where it's a unique scenario where other games are going to impact, you know, other games. So, uh, I was just thinking of sneaky, uh, correlation bets. Like, um, also Nick brought up the taking the Eagles minus 14 and a half and the under on Dak's passing prop, things like that. Yep. Um, but for this game specifically, I think, that if the Rams were to win, do you think that the Lions will drop down to like three? Yeah, I was thinking. I I, th- I don't think it'll get to three. I think I think it'll pose at like three and a half, just because yeah, the Packers yeah. are such a public team playing on prime time, and it's still you know it still would be a must win game for Aaron Rodgers to get to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I my prediction would be three uh, and a half, but I think the the actual line uh, should be around three. So yeah, yeah, I like exactly. it. You know, I think I think that's and and I think that kind of has you know because people are gonna look at the line based on what happens in that game and if if the Rams lose, then you know the I think the line's gonna go the other way, right? Like I think the Packers yeah. might close at what five six maybe exactly five, that's the, that's exactly what i'm saying and yeah. uh i just i i do like the rams this week um you know they're getting six six and a half um the, that's a luck ranking differential of 14 as well um and teams that have been eliminated have historically done better yes. against teams fighting for a playoff berth because i think the the public is aware that you know one team's trying and the other team isn't but I think every single NFL team is usually giving around hundred <laughs> percent week in, week out, you know, a, a sport like NBA where there's so many games and it's so physically demanding, you get teams kind of taking a day off that. I don't see that in the NFL. I think the Rams will be giving a hundred percent. So I like them regardless. So I just think that taking that money line makes the most sense and just parlaying that uh, with the lines. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I think the Rams, it makes sense to take the Rams on the spread. Uh, as well because i mean right yeah you know, it's obviously i think too many points <laughs> and then yeah i think there's a lot of correlation there and i think um i think you can kind of build lineups you know based on both kind of scenarios too because you know the more uh, the more like if the rams if the rams win then i think the packers are mm. gonna end up being uh a, a, a little bit undervalued and and vice yeah. versa so you know, it's it. This slate is going to be really interesting based on that because I, the lines are going to change one way or another, and so that <laughs> means you know everybody's projections and implied touchdowns and all that is going to change. But in reality, I, yeah, I think this true line should be Green Bay by three, regardless of what happens. Do you think um, if let let's say the the Seahawks win and the Lions are eliminated, let's go that route? Do you <laughs> think would would you change this differently? Do you think they would? 
maybe give Jamal Williams more carries because it's a revenge game? Or do you think they would alter anything um, differently that would help in like player props or this slate or anything you think of? I think they would really change too much. I think because yeah. I think they would just be playing to win either way because yep. even if it's just like they never really expected to be in a playoff hunt. So yeah. I think even if they're just playing spoiler for the Packers, a division rival, I think they'll still give it their all. Um, maybe you see them go for some of those, uh, like maybe you see a guy like Raymond get even more chances to get, you know, some oh, of those incentives. Yeah. yeah. Um, and may, like you said, maybe you see a little bit more uh, Jamison Williams. But, you know, overall, I think the Lions, like either way, this is kind of what they do. They go hard. And, uh, you yeah. know, no one ever, they, I don't think they saw themselves in the playoff hunt. <laughs> and it just kind of yeah. it just all came together for them. So, yeah, I don't, I, I think people are going to overestimate, like, you know, if if the Lions are eliminated, I think people are going to overestimate, like, oh, the Lions are going to roll over. Things are going to get weird. Like, no, nah, I think I think DeAndre Swift's still going to see it work. I think Williams is – like, I think they're just going to still try to win the game because that's going to be their Super Bowl now is is knocking yep. the Packers The out fighting the Dan Campbells. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So. They're a well-coached team. So, yeah, I, I think either way, they're, they're a live dog here. Yes, sir. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for the week 18 Fantasy Flex Night Shift podcast for all of our fantasy content projections. Be sure to check out uh, our player projections episode for this week over on the Action Podcast channel. Sean and Nick Giffen held it down this week. We also got our fantasy preview episode out right now. Uh, on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel uh, with Sean and Nick as well. And uh, actionnetwork.com is where you can find all of our projections, all of our rankings, and fantasy content, fantasylabs.com, our DFS tools and models. You can follow Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, get this money.
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.